I bring the magic. And you bring the magic. Hi, this is William Little, and you're listening to Shanghai Comedy Corps. Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods, and fake la lies. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Father's Day. Whether your old man was a genius, a prick, a mentor, a nightmare, a visionary, a drunk, a model, or a counterexample, huggable or absent, tall and strong or short and fat, whether you know him or not, whether he knows you or not, whether he tried his best or did his worst, is your dad. Daddy, Dada, Papa, Father, Pop, Pa, Mon Capune d'Amour. You've shown me who to be, who not to be, and thank you for being half the reason I'm here. If I could be half as wise, half as brave, half as compassionate as you, I'd have to take math class again. We can't expect our dads to always be the best. Just try. I'm happy mine has always tried his best. I miss you, Daddy. See you soon. Welcome to the 47th podcast episode of Shanghai Comedy Corner, the only podcast that will father comedy and raise little jokes. I'm talking to you from Fuqingjie Kuala Shanghai, offering pipes, ties, and socks, and bringing you people of note by our Shanghai Comedy Corner. This week, American stand-up comedian William Little and I will write cheesy postcards, but from Shanghai. It's random, it's fun, and it's as unexpected as a red-haired, streetwise, overweight Asian guy. Please follow us on our official WeChat account at SHCC Podcasts in one word. Hello, Bill. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. It's my pleasure, actually. And uh, I, you know, I met you not so long ago. Actually, I saw you the first time, like a month ago, maybe two months ago. Well, I've only been in、uh, I've only been in China for seven months. Okay. And I've only been doing comedy here for、uh, probably four or five months. Okay, but you were doing comedy before that. Yeah, I, I was doing comedy in the states for quite a long time. Unsuccessfully, less successfully to some degree, but like I'm not on television. I'm not Tim Allen. <laughs> Where were you in in, in the states?、Uh, I was in Chicago. I was in Minneapolis, and I was in North Carolina. Well, you told me you worked at the Improv. I did. I worked at the Improvisation in Chicago, the original Improvisation in Chicago, not the original Improvisation in New York, but the original Improv in Chicago from nineteen, I want to say nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety five. Okay, wow, six years. Yeah. And、uh, I guess you've seen a lot of people there. The thing about that job was you would you would see the same show fourteen times a week. So even if you really loved a comedian, you'd be like, "Wow, this is the fourteenth time." Because you do three shows on Friday, three shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday, and even if they were great, you'd be like, "It was like seeing Motley Crue fourteen times a week." <laughs> well, I guess you've learned a lot. I mean, you've witnessed、uh, a lot of comedians go through and learn things. I, I met like a lot of the people who are like super successful. I mean, I, I saw Jim Carrey when he just started. I saw、wow. Drew Carrey when he just started, and other people named Carrey when they just started. <laughs>、uh, I saw Chris Rock. Wow. The, the the week Chris Rock was there, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Scott Williams came from the Chicago Bulls.、Mm. But at the time, I was like pretty arrogant young guy, so I was like, oh, they are only men, so I only shook their hands. But now I'm like, oh. Why didn't I just, you know, get their autographs? <laughs> Chris was just starting, and this is back in the early, you know, early nineties when you, you were, you were kind of allowed to be totally racist.、Mm. So he, you know, it was a lot of like, white people are idiots, 
but we're not, you know, that kind of humor. And I was like, oh, I, I get it, but I also think, like, if I did this, the same act, people would be, like, appalled by it. Like, <laughs> it's like if you ever see the, uh, the first Kings of Comedy mm. DVD, it's amazing that they can do that. And then, and not, you know, and not, no one's going, oh, they're totally racist. But I guess it, it harkens back to, like, the, the first prior records and the first Eddie Murphy yeah. concerts, which is pioneering, but now you can't get away with it. Yeah, I mean, comedy is certainly being uh, censored much more. I mean, we censor ourselves much more, I think. Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you grew up in Chicago. Yes. And how was how was that? How was was it like to be little Billy in in Chicago? Uh, Chicago is it's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic city. I mean, uh, it's it's the Midwest, so it's not super uptight. It's really people are really nice. I mean, sure, right now it is the murder capital of the world. <laughs> but at the time I was growing up, like you knew all your neighbors. I, I grew up in Jefferson Park, which is like. Super safe, super nice. It's firemen, plumbers, electricians. Mm. So it, it was like, it, but you got all the sports teams. It, it, I mean, I, I loved growing up. It, you got the Art Institute. It, it's at the time it was the second largest city in the United States. Plus, you had Lake Michigan. It was wonderful. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like I want to move to Chicago now and a nice neighborhood. <laughs> well, also, it, it's a comedy mecca. It is, yes. Yeah. It's probably improv, basically. Well, you get Second City. Second City. Uh, Zany's Second City, uh, the I.O., mm. uh, that's where the Upright Citizen started. Yeah, that's the place to be. Yeah. All right, see you. Bye. I'm going. Okay. <laughs> um, so you've been here since December 2014, following your wife. Yes. Your wife has a big job. You follow her around the world. I do whatever she says because I'm smart and I would like to stay married. <laughs> I'm sure you love your wife dearly and she's a happy business person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you And you're studying Chinese? Oh my God. I am studying Chinese and I'm presently, I'm working with a charity organization teaching English to Chinese. Wow. But I, unfortunately, I, I tend to overshoot the margin. I'll be like... Today we're going to learn the word eloquence, and they're like, well, when are we going to use that? We like to learn the words, you know, they want to learn profanity and how to get in fights, but not necessarily. How old are these kids, this kid? They're actually in their 30s. Oh, they are? Yeah. They, they Big work, kids. They, they work for an advertising company. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's a charity, right? You said it's through a charity. I'm doing it for free because I don't have a work visa. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, how's the Chinese going? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's super difficult. I'm not young, and my mouth is not supposed to do those sort of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you know how to say, uh, yo guai, zo guai. I do. That's that's the beginning, the beginning and end all. <laughs> um, well, you've been doing comedy in Shanghai since you arrived, I guess, or a little after you yeah. arrived, and. Uh, I'm interested in your style because I only heard you a couple times, and you're the most deadpan guy I know. So I'm interested in how you develop your voice and your and your comedy through the years. I, I think I initially I uh, well I, the first time I ever did comedy it was the 1999 Chicago Comedy Festival auditions, and I'd never done comedy before that at, at Zany's on Wells and Chicago, and uh, I, I was just. Frightened. 
beyond belief. Mm. And I, it, it makes it easier. I kind of write in, in the, you know, it sounds pretentious to say, but I, I kind of write in this character mm. because it's easier to do it like that than rather be like a normal guy and be like, oh, here's my jokes. Mm. So I, I kind of write for this format, so it makes it a lot easier for me. So what kind of character are you then when you tell your jokes? Uh, it's strictly deadpan. You, mm. know. you look like a, I remember seeing the first time, you're like, oh my God, he looks so depressed. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of this dude. Yeah, just life has fallen, you know, on you like a, a, a ton of. So there, it's kind of reflective of my real. <laughs> it's an exaggeration. Reality, yeah. It's a slight exaggeration of your reality. Just a slight. <laughs> um, uh, you don't have any uh, long-term plans because you're probably staying, going to stay here for like two years and a half. Well, we're on a three-year assignment, so and. I can't really say what we're going to do after that because I don't know what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. For the next thing, we could go to Munich, we could go to London. Uh, we, we do own a house in Chicago, but it's currently being rented by other people. That means people are in my house showering. Oh, and, and, and pooping. Exactly. I, I was going to try to keep it clean. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of because we have this really nice house that was going to be our last house. We were never moving again. And mm. then six months later, she's like, why don't you go to China? Okay. All right. All right. Sure. So, so you uh, have you been to other countries before through your wife's job? No, but that's how I I uh, ended up in North Carolina. Okay. Which is another, another country. country. <laughs> yeah. I, you want to talk stupid? I'm kidding. I love North Carolina. <laughs> if you're if you're listening from North Carolina, yeah. hi. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> and uh, that's how I ended up in Minnesota because my my wife worked for Northwest Airlines, and then she worked for another company in in North Carolina. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll adapt. Uh, like Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> did you make any Friday friends? Uh, I, I did. Uh, I was actually the uh, first runner-up in the Funniest Man in the Twin Cities contest. Hello. The winner was a guy who went to U of M. Uh. So it was like 50 university kids. Uh -huh. There was no way I was going to... Yeah, the fact that yeah. that far was amazing. That was cool. That, congratulations. Thank you. So um, I guess moving to China has made you adapt your jokes a little bit. Actually, yeah. I mean, you kind of write for you know, for the market. Yeah. And your observations are, of course, going to be about what you're living and like living here is like it's a continuous it's resource of, of entertainment because it's just sometimes it's every day I, it boggles my mind that I live in China mm. because when you, you probably the same for you when you were a kid. When I was growing up, I was like, we all thought China was like, you know, it's everyone's wearing green clothes and you know, they're marching <laughs> together. And then you come here and they're all wearing hot pants, regardless of gender. <laughs> they are, they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've lived here 10 years and I'm still amazed and I still laugh at things in the street. And if you can keep your mind open and curious and to what's happening around you, this, as you say, is a countless uh, source of entertainment. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes I think people would not believe me if I really told them what I see every oh, yeah. day. I mean, yeah, it's really in incredible what I see. And even even foreigners here, you know, sometimes you see foreigners like, that's not possible, that these foreigners don't exist and manufacture somewhere in China just oh. to populate yeah. <laughs> big <laughs> cities. Oh, that's a German knockoff. <laughs> it's not really a German person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, even foreigners seem fake here. It's, it's terrible. I, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm becoming a, 
I'm getting pink fever. Like, if I see a, <laughs> an attractive woman from the, the West, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Before we go any further, like, just to remind our dear listeners what's going on in Shanghai. It's the end of the year. Most of the shows are, are gone, and you should have watched them, should have been there. But the Shanghai Tickler is still doing its open night mics. Uh, open night. Open mic night. At Tuesdays at China Comedy Club, I'm gonna say it. Improv Team PRC also every Thursday. Zmack has done its last show of the season, so if you want to see more of Zmack, come back in September. But there will be Zmack-related shows during the summer. If you want to know more about it, uh, add Zmack Shanghai to your WeChat contacts. And Kung Fu Comedy also, obviously, at the Camel Bar uh, on Saturdays, and you were telling me you did uh, Barnestone, Blarnestone, right? Yes. That was last night, yeah. right? And uh, so you go there, uh, KFK goes there sometimes, like, what's the... Well, actually, Kung Fu Comedy just, uh, as of this week, has signed a new arrangement with a bar called In the Ark, okay. over on Fuxing. Mm-hmm. So all the shows are going to be done there from now on. Okay. Cool. Except for the big shows will still be done in the third floor at the Camel. Okay, cool. Oh, good to know. Thank you. All right. I didn't know that. All right. I I just heard it yesterday. You just heard it yesterday. Cool. Well, good luck to them, and congratulations on the move, and uh, um, I hope to see more and more international comedians coming to town, you know, through them and through uh, anyone in town. That's cool. I think Shanghai is becoming more and more international that way. It's interesting that, like, because the whole idea of self-expression is a new idea in China, and, like, the idea to not be a collective, to be one, and actually express your feelings, is is pretty brand new. So, oh yeah! Like I, I think music and comedy and art are just just Explode. blowing. Yeah, up. blowing. Yeah. It's blowing up. I mean, last week we were talking with uh, Evan, and he's doing Chinese stand-up comedy, which is wow. a really new form. I mean, it's only like the last few years, and you've got just a handful of guys. I mean, foreigners. Being able to tell jokes in Chinese, yeah. and being you know a little bit successful, so that Chinese people can understand and, and, and laugh, you know. So it's amazing that we've got here um, Storm Shu, yeah. who's do the other way around. Well, no, uh, Storm Shu last weekend, or I guess yeah, last weekend did uh, two hours with all these uh, Chinese comedians mm. for an entire Chinese audience, that's amazing. All in Mandarin. So oh yeah, Storm Shu was there then. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm really impressed because I have studied a little bit uh, Chinese comedy you know, through the through the ages through history of China, and they they had they have a great tradition of storytellers and joke tellers, uh, what they call Xiangsheng crosstalk and so. But it's it's becoming so scripted and so censored over the years that it's lost its original essence and nature, which was just people. Uh, shooting the breeze in parks and and drinking tea and being super super eloquent and and making you know a hundred puns a minute, and uh, through the ages and through historical obviously upheavals they've they've had to adapt and and censor themselves a lot, so they've lost a little bit that that sense of you know being sharp and you know and hitting where where it hurts, and, but now it's coming back I think it's come slowly gently come coming back right whether they're um, they're almost censoring themselves because they're like. They're super cautious. They're super cautious. If you see Storm Shoe, mm. he's not he's not a cautious. <laughs> he's willing to go out there, yeah. and he does it well. <laughs> he does it very well. And hello to Storm, who was on the podcast, one of the first guests on the podcast last year. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to your personal quirk. 
I like the fact that you're paying a lot of attention to the Chinese comedy, but also the Chinese rock scene, because you were a musician. I was, yes. Are you still a musician? Um, I play, but I, I don't play actively, because I, I, I played the bass guitar for 35 years. Wow, yeah. I, I love bass players. Oh man, that's so great. So you play rock and, and stuff like that? I, I played I played basically like what is considered American independent rock mm -hmm. during the heyday. And then uh, after that, I played in a 14-piece uh, R&B band with my brother. Wow. Yeah. And you, you told me a very, uh, I mean, I guess sad anecdote about you being in a band on, on the tour. You want to yeah. talk about this? Uh, I mean, it was, we were... Uh, we were, we were slated to play one show with the replacements, who are now back together and now broken up, uh, in, at Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And if, if it all went well with that show, we were going to do some other dates on the East Coast. And before we went on, the replacements were sound checking. I went into their, their, uh, their dressing room just to see if they had left any food on their deli tray, because we were, we were starving beatniks. And I took one grape that was left from there, <laughs> and I put it in my mouth, and the tour manager walked in and goes, you're off the tour, get out. Ah, oh, that's so unjust. And then we had to play right after that. So oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I never told any of the guys, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to tell you I stole a grape, and we lost some shows. <laughs> well. You know, it, it is what it is. I mean, at, the, at that point, it was... It was too bad, but now I'm like, you know, life keeps going, and you just do other things. Mm. I mean, so you you you've come to China not so long ago. How difficult has it been to adapt to the pace of life here in the streets and and, and people? Because it is a city where people are constantly moving around yes. in a rather chaotic fashion. I'm I'm constantly marvelled by how much like the Chinese work constantly. Mm. You know, they, they, like. There's shit on the street, but it's gone in two seconds. <laughs> and I, I'm really happy with the internet speed. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it, it, it's difficult. I mean, it's just weird, like, going to a place where you don't know anyone. You don't speak the language. Everything on HBO is cartoons and superhero movies. <laughs> or, like, you watch the show Girls, and it's like five minutes long because they cut it for content. It's like, tonight on Girls, but it's over. <laughs> but you can also go to the video store and buy a movie that came out yesterday. Yeah. So, not that I support piracy or bootlegging on a usual basis, but... <laughs> but, I mean, it's also, like, amazing. You see things that you've never seen before. I went to, uh, I went to Thailand with my wife, and... We're snorkeling, and I don't normally snorkel because I'm terrified of not being able to see behind me, mm. just in the water, because I, I grew up with Jaws. And <laughs> I'm being really brave. I do three dives. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm seeing all these great fish. On the fourth dive, I'm down there. I look like, you know, 20 meters in front of me, and there are two sharks. No way. Yeah. No and, way. And I, I come out of the water, and... There's a Thai guy standing next to me, and he goes, did you see the sharks? And I go, yeah, I saw the sharks. <laughs> and so I wave over the little motorboat that picks you up, and I said, yeah, I need a taxi right back to the, because I'm 400 meters from our actual boat. And I get back on the boat, and the captain's like, you're lucky. 
no one ever gets to see the sharks. And he's like, what kind of sharks were they? And I was like, I wasn't taking IDs. You know? <laughs> kind of sharks were they? Yeah, they're, 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 like, they're probably nurse sharks. They, I was like, they weren't wearing white shoes. I don't know, you know. <laughs> the white sharks, the yeah. regular sharks. Yeah, they, they look like they were like sneaking into a party. They were really <laughs> suspicious. But they're still sharks. And it was like that perfect movie moment that you always thought about. Like, yeah. Even in a swimming pool, you'd be like, I'm going to get attacked by a shark. And there they were. Like, Hello, gentlemen. I've been, I've been expecting you. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the one guy in the boat was like, well, you're lucky it wasn't a saltwater crocodile. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, that's, that's mythology. But when I went home, the saltwater crocodile is actually, it's the end of the food chain. Nothing eats the saltwater crocodile. All it does is eat everything else. It's like 25 feet long. It's Jesus. horrific. <laughs> and you have it and back home. <laughs> well, they have it in Thailand. Oh, yeah, they, they do? Yeah, he was like, oh, we've seen them around here. I'm like, well, why would you let people go snorkeling? <laughs> so it's like living chum. <laughs> uh, that's how they keep the tourist number. Yeah. Even. <laughs> that's how you thin the herd. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and in here in China, You've had some uh, rather funny encounters while at the sauna or the spa, was it? Uh, it was at the sauna, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, there's a lot of things that don't really transfer etiquette-wise. I mean, <laughs> I was just happened to be sitting in the sauna, relaxing, when a guy comes in, you know, buck-ass naked, and uh, just does the full farmer handkerchief, both hands into the air, in front of the door, so it was just like, seriously? <laughs> I would like to ingest your phlegm involuntarily. That'd be nice. Yeah, if you could, just sprinkle it around. <laughs> and then, and then, was it the same day or the same weekend where you had babies? Naked? No, that no. was that was when I first when we were first staying here just to have a look around. We stayed at the Waldorf, and uh, on two occasions, somebody brought their naked baby into the Swimming pool. I'm like, that's not a good combination. Naked baby plus swimming pool. You, at the very least, you're going to get urine. But it could possibly be more rewarding. Um, well, I'm I'm glad that you are you are here today, and I want to tell everyone that you're preparing something for September. I am, but I, I guess I was told that I'm not going to be able to do like the. The uh, the amount of time that I wanted, but I'm gonna I, I think I'm gonna do like 20 minutes That's on, cool. se on September 4th. That's cool. September 4th. Remember the date. Yeah. You, you don't know where yet, right? Uh, I, it's gonna be Kung Fu Comedy. Oh, it's going to be. Which I, I pledged allegiance to because okay. I love those guys. Before I moved here, I actually did a lot of research because I was like, I, you know, what the hell am I gonna do in China? Mm. So I was like, all right, these are my interests. So let's see what we're gonna. And I was like, wow, they have this. And I read all the like, New York Times, CNN, all that. And I was like, all right. And then once I got here for a while, I was like, well, let's go check out this Kung Fu comedy. And like Andy's such a great guy. He works really hard. Zach, the same thing. They, they, they're really working hard to make comedy in, in China, which is, you know. Not easy. Admirable. Yeah. And, and uh, so I was like, hey, Andy, uh, I would like to do this show in September because we have a whole bunch of family coming over. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let, I'll, I'll give you 20 minutes. I was like, all right. That's that, cool. That, that's a long time. That is. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done forty-five minutes before. Well, then. which was really long. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a funeral. So, <laughs> <that's cool. laughs> all right. 
So I'll see you on September 4th. Yes. Uh, at Kung Fu Comedy. I'll be uh, watching out for, for your show. Great. And so should everyone. And uh, in the meantime, have a great summer. Do you have any summer plans? Uh, we're going to go to Japan. Mm. We're going to Bali. Mm-hmm. And then in December, which who doesn't want to go to Chicago in December? You know, it's like the perfect time. But we're going to go to Chicago for Christmas. And then we're going to go to Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, William. It's been my pleasure, honestly. It's, it's been great. It's great. Uh, I'll see you in September. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you before that. Okay. Cool. Right. Bye bye. Thanks a lot. Do what I tell you.